Welcome to This Is Why I Teach, a podcast series highlighting Kentucky teacher voices and stories produced by Go Teach KY and the Kentucky Department of Education. My name is John, and I'll be your host. Today, we welcome Stacy Treese with Concord Elementary in McCracken County. Good morning, Stacy, and thank you for joining us. Good morning. Well, jumping right in, why and how did you pursue a career in teaching? So I really just wanted to work with children. I originally wanted to work on the mental health side of things and then realized that working in education was going to allow me to work with so many more children so that I could combine the two and work with the younger age bracket and work on teaching them. So I taught four years and then this is my 13th year being a school counselor. So now I kind of get to do all the things and know all the kids in my building. And that's really my passion is being the one adult in the building that every kid knows and they all know that they can come to me for anything that they possibly need. Regardless, they can come to me about literally anything and um, they know that now as they're all virtual. They still know how they can reach me and that is uh, really what drives me. Terrific. Thank you. What's one thing you wish you had known when you started your career? I really think when you're going through the bachelor's program, you're so focused on how you're going to teach them the content and what the strategies are and the pedagogy and then walk in that first day and that's not really what you need. It's so much on relationships, relationships with the kids, with their parents and their families, which oftentimes is not just their parents and really investing in them and the amount of time that that takes. You always read those, what to do on those first couple of days of school. And it's really the first six to eight weeks that you're really just focused on building those relationships, knowing your kids, because I think we get so standards driven. And while the standards are great and you need that, it's really getting those relationships. That's how you're going to get those standards taught. And so if I could go back 13 years, that's what I would have told myself. For sure. And that's been a very common theme. Uh, is, is building those relationships. Before you can teach anything, you have to have that, that relationship. Uh, what is one common myth about teaching or about school counseling that you would like to debunk? I think for school counseling, it is that I only work with the problem children. And so that's one thing. When I started here, my mission was I wanted to be in every classroom. And so I think a lot of parents, when they would sit, like their kid would come home and be like, well, I went to Miss Teresa's office today. They'd be like, what, what happened? What, like what's going on? And they would get nervous and then call me. Well, then I'm like, no, like we talked about their baseball game this weekend. And so it's taken the parents a while to realize like, oh, she's their like touch point. I have a mailbox. They leave me notes in where they could tell me good things, bad things, friendship issues, anything at all. And uh, yes, I have 600 kids here, but I want to have those ongoing conversations because it gives me that touch point to be able to be like, okay, so how are things going with that friend? Things are better. And it also is nice because I have been here for nine, 10 years now. And so some of these kids I've known since they were three. Now they're in fifth grade and it's funny because they'll be like, hey, do you remember when I had trouble with this? They're like, and now I'm so much better at it. And so that's kind of fun. But I think overcoming that stigma of going to the counselor has been the biggest thing of just shifting the mindset on what my actual role is. That's terrific. And, and yeah, definitely, again, getting those relationships established so when a problem does arise, uh, they feel free and comfortable to come to you. That's great. Uh, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career in school counseling? 
I would say getting into a school and spending some time with a school counselor, because my job is very different from like middle school and high school. You know, the high school focuses so much more on getting kids college and career ready. And so their their focus is different than mine. But actually being in a building and spending time with a counselor, shadowing them, going into classrooms with them, seeing what they do, because it's very different than what counseling was when I was in school. And so I think the most impactful thing is actually being in a building more so even than anything I learned in my master's classes, which were very helpful on giving me, you know, the background that I needed on mental health. But then my first day on the job here, I had a student that was cutting and I did not have any, I was scrounging for, okay, how, what do I do? How do I address this? And so I think actually being on the, on the front lines, if you will, and just being in the school and being able to see that. So I've had a lot of people come and shadow me, do their practicums with me and just getting that more real world experience so that you can say like, if this fits for you or if it doesn't, I think is probably the most beneficial thing. Terrific. Thank you. What are the best resources that help you along the way? I would say without a doubt, number one would be other people, other teachers, administrators, counselors. I'm very blessed in McCracken County. We have monthly counselor meetings, which is just the school counselors in our district. We get together with our kind of point person at central office who is a previous school counselor in our county, which is perfect because she has all of our, all the experience as a school counselor. She's also our DAC. So we meet monthly. So anything that we, I'm struggling with, I have questions about, that is my like first go-to. We, of course, always email all the time as well. But just having that network of people, also getting involved in the professional communities that are available throughout the state. Everyone in our county has been given the opportunity to attend the Kentucky School Counselors Association for the last couple of years, which, of course, this year was online. That has been invaluable, making connections and getting to meet people at KDE. We've all met Damian Sweeney, you know, and so able to be like, okay, I don't even know where to go for this, but I know who to reach out and say, hey, can you put me in contact with XYZ? Everyone is very supportive and very willing to help, even more so now that everything has been, you know, just upside down this year. And so I think reaching out to others and knowing like when it's your first year, you're not expected to know what to do in every situation. So relying on others to help you walk through those things is by far the most beneficial thing. And that's been a very common theme of the human resources that people have to reach out to. Tell me about a student that changed how you approach counseling. When I student taught and then was hired at the school that I student taught in my first four years that I taught, and I had a student who was on the spectrum and he was technically considered mute, but he was really only partially mute. He would talk to a select number of people, which ended up I was on that very short list. So I had him in kindergarten when I student taught. And then, of course, he was in my homeroom several years later, he has shaped more of how I handle kids because every day was a new day and a different day. And what worked the day before was not going to work tomorrow (laughs) and it was not going to work again the next day. And so he really made me challenge how I thought about problems that came up. Any student that I've worked with since then, I have looked at, it's okay, what's going to work for this kid? 
and it is not a Band-Aid that I can put on everybody and I can't expect it to work again tomorrow because it's always a fresh start. And so having him twice was really a blessing because it really, he pushed me and we would have good days where something worked and I felt like I was on top of the world and I was teacher of the year. And then the next day he would completely erase the assignment that I got him to do the day before. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to need a timeout from you for a moment because I'm seeing red. (laughs) But we both knew at the end of the day, he knew I loved him and I knew that he loved me and we were going to start fresh the next day. And that was what was most important. And I still check in on him now and he is an adult. (laughs) So he 100% though drove how I work as a school counselor, but then also those years that I was in the classroom. But definitely now in my counseling profession, I really think about him in so many circumstances. Our our special needs students are sometimes our best teachers. What challenges have you faced during COVID-19 and how have you overcome them? I don't know that I can say that I've successfully overcome any of them because every day is a new day. And when we think we know what we're doing, it changes. So that's been interesting. But I would say communication. Not every family communicates the same way. Some love a phone call, some want a text message, some only want an email. Some would prefer to me to drive and talk to them at their house. And so really figuring out what each family needs from me and how we can best reach them has been a big challenge. And I feel like in the spring, we were all just treading water. And then this fall, we really had a much more clear, okay, like this is how we're going to approach this and this and this. All of those ways to communicate. I did four home visits yesterday. You know, it's just how we can reach these parents where they are comfortable. I've continuously reminded my staff of we are all under a significant amount of stress, but we have to understand that our parents are under so much stress as well. And so we're seeing some different responses from them that I've known these parents for years and I haven't had these difficulties before but it's because they don't know how to handle it either. Jobs are up in the air. Their kids are at home. They don't have childcare. It's the holidays, which are always a stressful time. It's always a fun time in an elementary school, but it's always a stressful time for our families because there's that added layer and now their kids are with them 24 hours a day. Just being mindful of that. And I've had many conversations with parents and just said, it's okay for you to be mad and it's okay for you to be frustrated, but you have to give yourself some grace. And by me saying that to them, it's like a, okay, she said it's okay. You know, and it kind of breaks that barrier where we can start making progress. Uh, We're not trying to play a gotcha game. We're just here to support you. But trying to even get there with some of our families is difficult because we've had families move. We've had families, they're Parents are still here, but they've had to send the kids to grandparents that are states away because that's their only child care. And so we've been just creative and flexible is kind of the uh, catchphrases of 2020. We've done things this year that I never thought of before. Like yesterday, I drove our van around 
picking kids up for small groups and it is we have antlers on it and a red nose on the front and there's Christmas lights inside because what else can you do in 2020 other than you know what we'll pick up kids one at a time in a van wearing a mask and it's got a ranger on the front of it you know so that's how can we approach this how can we still make this special for kids we're right now I've got staff outside putting Christmas lights all over the front of our building we've never done that before but we normally go big on the inside of our building and do a great thing the last day of school and it's the most fun thing that the kids talk about every year well obviously we can't do that this year so we're being creative and we're decking the whole front out and we're doing a drive through the circle instead and having Santa and got Christmas treats coming from the cafeteria that the kids are used to getting at Christmas and so just being creative and flexible and when we think we know what we're doing something changes and so we just go with that and we throw out what we were doing and we just keep going but I think one thing that we've consistently talked about in our building is this year is really going to make us far better teachers and educators than we ever were before because in the future literally anything that comes at us we're gonna be like okay you know we can teach on Google Meets. We can come to your house. We can do packets out front. I mean, we can come up with anything at the drop of a hat because this year has thrown everything at us. And so I really think after this year, you're going to see some really quality, effective teaching more so than ever before, just because of what we've been pushed outside of our boundaries to do. Yeah, growth really only happens in, uh, in trying times when we're challenged. It doesn't happen when we're just kind of floating along, but... Uh, creative and flexible. Good theme for 2020, for sure. <laughs> Stacy, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? So I fully intend to stay as a school counselor. This is my niche, if you will. I really feel like this is what I was meant to do. It's the perfect blend of teaching and mental health and really working with all students is my big passion. So I fully intend to stay at this level and particularly stay in the elementary level because I do not want to go to the beyond ages. 12 is my max. (laughs) Three to 12 is my like home base. I love my kids that go into middle school and high school and they always know they can come back to me and I'm always here to give them a hug and help them if I can, but I don't really particularly want to deal with their hormones. So I intend to stay in the elementary level. I really would like to help with counselor education because I feel very passionate about quality trained counselors in the state of Kentucky. That has been something that I felt very didn't know what I was doing when I first started. Being a support to new school counselors and those that are in training is something that I'd really like to work on doing in the next couple years. But I don't plan on leaving this role because I really feel passionate about school counseling. I feel like Kentucky is starting to put a whole lot of emphasis on the school counselor profession, which I think is amazing. I have a building of a little over 600 and there's one of me. And so that can be very challenging when I would like to be in classrooms, but I have one kid that needs me and when they need me, they need me. And so I have to be available. And so that can be a balancing act that is very difficult. So I think the more school counselors that we can get trained and hired in our state, the better. Well, Stacey, I've really enjoyed our time together and kind of sad that it's ending. But uh, what final thoughts do you have for us? I would just say I don't think anybody can go wrong working in education. Every day is a new day. You are not going to be bored. 
you are going to leave with more hilarious stories where you think, did that really happen? And this year I've asked myself, did I really just say, please don't try and pick your nose through your mask? Didn't see that coming. You know, I mean, it's just, there have been so many fun things, but working with kids this year in particular has really kept my perspective grounded. I think 2020 has been super difficult and the kids are resilient. And so seeing them overcome everything and honestly not even think anything about it because they don't, they just put their mask on and they go. I've watched them try and eat pizza through their masks because they forgot to take their mask off. Hilarious things. And so it makes you think, you know what? We can do this. It's not that bad. So I would say anybody that is thinking about going into teaching or working in a school absolutely needs to do that uh, because it is the best job. So you cannot go wrong. My name is Stacy Treese, and this is why I teach. Thank you so much, Stacy, And thanks to our listeners. Be sure to be on the lookout for our next installment of This is Why I Teach. And remember, a teacher affects eternity. They can never tell where their influence stops. Have a great day.